The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. That's how long I've been on ya. Oh yeah, you know that music, you know that show. You listen to Radio Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And man, I would think for those of us out there in the sports world that have a, a, a passion for the sport, would be sick and tired of people talking about everything except sports. But for some reason or another, and, and I, I am just going to hope and pray that uh, I can find enough strength to keep myself and my show outside of that box. But for today, I find myself drawn right in and being sucked right in to all the foolishness out there that there is about the world of sports and those who participate in the game. There is such a thing. As, as privacy, there is such a thing. Yeah, it becomes, you know, part of the public. It becomes part of the news. But I, I, for those of you that have never, ever been in, I guess, what's considered a, a spotlight, um, where the light is just shining bright on you all the time, it's shining on those individuals because of what they do and those arenas of sport what they do off the field is really irrelevant and i i don't know why many people think that it's not i think they people feel as if no you need to know every single thing there is to know about a person and however we can find that out we need to find that out i would just say that why is it that athletes and entertainers are singled out people if people are nosy and they want to know things about everybody and anybody. You sensationalize any story enough, it becomes somewhat a part of entertainment. And I guess people find it, you know, humorous and they want to laugh about it. They want to talk about it or whatever. But let's open up the closets and the skeletons of everyone. Not just those, those in the sports world. But one thing about it is now we have what we know as online media and I'm a part of it and I love it I get an opportunity to say whatever the heck I want to say from my personal perspective based upon my opinions and I sat on mine and you sat on yours this morning and you're probably still sitting on yours listening to me and I, I'm just fed up with a whole lot of stuff but I tell you what I'm gonna have a lot of fun today um, I've got a special guest who I'm gonna introduce in a while but but I, I, I've been privy to because uh, I, I searched long, hard, and, 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 and deep to find uh, the individuals behind ESPN. And it's not hard to find them. They're out there. But to actually make that contact and have an opportunity to, to sit one of those, with one of those 
three people that were very that kind of shaped and molded uh, ESPN. But but the person who I think was right there at the core of it, and who had a great ideal and knew something that would work, uh, is Stu Ivy. And uh, and I hope I'm pronouncing Stu's last name correctly. And um, I, I'm going to get a chance to uh, to speak with him. Uh, on the show next week, I got a chance to speak with him briefly yesterday. He, of course, was on the golf course um, enjoying life, which he should, because he has been a, a, a blessing to so many of us. And I, I want to talk to him and I want to ask him, you know, as he sees when he looks at ESPN today and what it is, was that his vision? Was, was that his vision? Has it evolved into something that has spiraled out of control where the sport is not the center of the broadcast. The content is now something that is, it, it's like, wow, it's like entertainment TV. Now, sports is entertaining, but uh, it's not really about sports all the time. And uh, so I want to talk a little bit about th- th- this whole thing. As I said, there's, there's a new medium, there's a new platform out there. It's been around for a while now, and it's called, of course, it's the Internet of which um, various people, people throughout the world, can have their own space, their own opportunity to put information out there, to, uh, to entertain people, to educate people. And it's uh, an overnight sensation. And there are people out in, in the world who, who do a good job. And, and some people have uh, taken the time out to try to help athletes to gain their brand and, and to build their brand and to... Um, you know, hopefully used in such a way where they extend their celebrity status and uh, and they and hopefully they can profit from it. Uh, so there, there's a person out there and, and a company out there is doing some real good things. And I took the time out to um, get in touch with uh, Tim Evans. And uh, Tim, of course, is from, uh, I think it's Athlete Web Design. And I think Tim is on the line with me now. Tim, are you there? Uh, yes, I am, Ray. How you doing, man? Good. How you doing? Well, I'm doing outstanding, man. I I just I didn't do uh, you justice in your introduction. I'm of course going to let you tell people a little bit more about some of the things that you're doing. But I, before we go there, I just want you to know that uh, you know uh, uh, there was a website of which I'm not going to throw the name out there because I don't know I don't know what the name was. <laughs> but there was uh, some information out there, and I actually uh, there was actually an interview. Uh, well, no, it was a show. It was, so it wasn't anybody being interviewed, but there was a show out there, and it was a site. Uh, Boomer Sison was on the site. I guess it's probably Boomer's show, and uh, Boomer hosts a show with somebody else, and they were having a discussion, and the discussion had to do with a book that's out there, uh, and I guess Jerry West has done a, uh, I don't know if it's a, a autobiography or whatever it is, sure. but it, it, it brought up some things of the past uh, of Magic Johnson and for the life of me, I don't know why Jerry West would need to reveal or, or, or let's say, rehash uh, things of Magic's past that I'm sure he and his wife and his family have buried. And they brought it right back to the forefront. And, and I say that because, as I said earlier, uh, before you joined me, you know, the, the Internet has just given just about any and everybody a platform to say whatever they want to say and, and to talk about whatever they want to talk about and talk about whoever they want to talk about. And so today, I, I guess a lot of people took the time to do that. I, I, in defense of magic, I think that, you know, and I think you're working with athletes that if nobody calls him, that he should have a platform 
where he could take it upon himself to address the issue, uh, you know, at his, you know, his display, his leisure, his disposal, whenever he's ready to do that. But I think you're, you're working with some athletes now, if I'm not mistaken, and you're helping them build their brand and create some platforms. Is that right? Yeah, that is correct. You know, we work, uh, work with athletes, sports professionals, um, both current and retired, and helping them build their brand. And, and what, you're ta- what you're talking about, Ray, about uh, you know, letting the, me- the media you know, go wild and, and say what they want to say, you know, an athlete's brand, you know, it's their brand. It's their personal brand. And, 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 and with an asset like a website, uh, they're able to craft that brand into you know, what they want it to be, uh, share what they want to share, um, and uh, you know, refute or, or rebut you know, the things that people do say if they so choose to. And, and you know what's interesting about that, Tim, because uh, from what we hear in the media here in, in the past since Thanksgiving, I believe it was Thanksgiving Eve perhaps maybe, with Tiger Woods and, and the effect that he had, and supposedly a negative effect that he had on some products, some brands. They wanted to disassociate themselves with, with, with Tiger Woods because of the negative impact it would have on, on their brand. So what I hear you saying is that, okay, that may have happened to Tiger, and uh, and, and these brands, all of a sudden, you know, Tiger wasn't worthy uh, to be the, the, the face of their product, but Tiger still has a face and a voice and a family and all that. And so what does he do? If he doesn't have a platform, you give them that platform that they can maintain, as you said, rebuttal or whatever. They could still try to uh, patch up or, or mend, you know, all the negative things that have been said and done and, uh, you know, have tarnished their image. Right, right. And, and on, the, on the flip side of that, um, and as all the listeners know, I mean, we use, we use a search engine called Google every single day. And every second that goes by, you know, the last three seconds that I've spoke here, 5,000 searches are being done a second on Google. Now people are looking for athlete names from every league. Now retired and current, they're searching for a name of a person, uh, if if they if there isn't a personal website or a personally branded website, they're going to hit. They're going to Wikipedia. Now, do you want them to go into Wikipedia or do you want them to go to your your digital asset to build your brand? So I hear what you're saying. So in other words, so if I'm out there and I'm searching, and 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 I'm, I'm searching for for Tim Evans, uh, you want to make sure that I land on your asset that you own that is associated with your name as opposed to an asset that was created by somebody else and they're going to benefit off of your name. Sure. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that's the basic premise of uh, and, and building that while you're currently in the league so that when you retire, you have that, uh, you know, that, that, that basically online headquarters, so to speak, that you have where people can find, come back find you. You can network with people, use social social networking sites such as LinkedIn and Twitter to connect with people and bring them back to your site. And I, and I think that's important. I mean, there are people out there now, you know, thank goodness, you know, there's been nothing real bad that's been written about him or he's gotten himself any trouble into any trouble. But but people like Chad Ochocinco is, is kind of taken his name and his brand and created a form of entertainment for people. So uh, there are some things that can be done other than just to fight off uh, the bad and negative press that's out there. You can also use this for something very positive. Right, absolutely. I mean, uh, foundation websites are popular. You know, it, it, the, the, the fi- There's a fine line between on how you were talking in your intro, Ray, about privacy and, and letting the whole world know what you're doing. You know, there are some players that 
could care less about promoting their name and and, and more power to them. It's, it's, it's each their own, and that's what they want to decide. But you know, if you have that platform to change lives and to to, to help people, uh, allowing you know building a, a foundation website could be an option. You know, Chad Ochocinco, he loves he loves the spotlight. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And he's doing something right now that's going to build his brand for when he's done in the league. Hey, I'm going to have to interrupt you there, Tim. We got a little music. And when you hear that music, we got to take a break. Why don't you hold on? We'll come back on the other side of that break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Got Tim Evans with me from Athletes Web Design. We'll be right back after the break. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely despise her especially at one to two and it's anything but the same old horse racing show this is a nine horse field but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win with andy serling a show seriously committed to making more money at the game but with a personality this is a dunce cap horse for me if this horse wins next week i got the dunce cap on you bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form look for it the day before big race days mostly fridays find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back. This is Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Got a special guest with me today, Tim Evans, and Tim is from Athletes Web Design. You can find them at athleteswebdesign.com. And uh, I, I wanted to speak to Tim because, you know, anytime there's 
any news, if you want to call it that, uh, today it's not just if you miss it on television or you didn't catch it on the radio or you didn't read it in the newspaper, you missed it. No, you do not miss it. And thank God because of the advent of, of technology, if it's something that's personal, Let's say it's something that's personal to you and you want to find it and you have an interest in it, you can find it. But then there's always those people who just want to be nosy and, and there's all those people who want to spread nasty stories or whatever. But anyway, there's some stuff out there about magic. And, I, you know, those of us who've been around long enough knew the story a long time ago. It's nothing new. I just don't understand why Jerry West put it out there in even in the book. Uh, in the first place. And so anyway, that's what uh, Tim and I were talking about a little bit. But we were really talking about, uh, I, I spoke to Tim the other day and, and told him about the Player Network event and about players having the opportunity to start preparing for their transition. And uh, the field of which you work in, uh, Tim, you know, I, you know, one thing about Nike, I think Phil Knight one time when Nike was struggling and he, he pulled in a new person to run the company, uh, the person was there for a mm, brief period of time, and Phil realized that he needed the sports guy. So he, he made a change, and, and, and he brought a sports guy in to, to run Nike. And I say that because in the field of which you work, I'm just interested in knowing uh, the, with the, being in this IT world, and particularly where IT meets sports, is this something you think those uh, athletes should be considering, uh, you know, the world of which you earn your living in for a career once they're done playing ball? Uh, yeah, I mean, ab- absolutely. I mean, with, with the world that we're living in with technology, uh, you know, guys that are, um, you know, they're, they're graduated from college and they're, they're, they're on email, they're on Twitter, they're on Facebook. Um, when they do leave and they want to have a career af- after, after uh, the league, I mean, the technology side of things is something that guys can get into if they so choose. Uh, some guys are, are technical savvy, and they like that sort of thing. Um, and, uh, you know, some guys aren't, so so maybe they'll jump into the broadcast arena. Okay, so, uh, and I certainly am not savvy when it comes to technology. <laughs> you know, it's a, good sure. thing, it's a good thing that they give you these, uh, you know, uh, IT for dummies, you know, or Internet for dummies or whatever it is. But it certainly helps when you have those tools to assist you. But uh, we certainly as athletes, and I'm a part of that fraternity, we, we're very much happy uh, that you've taken the time out to do some of the things that you're doing. And, and so tell me, as, as you mentioned a little earlier, uh, about some of the things that you do with athletes. Um, and, and because they're already on your website, there's a couple guys that you work with, am I right, and, and some of the things that you're doing for them? Yeah, actually, we uh, like one of our clients, Noshan Noshan Moreno of the uh, Denver Broncos, you know, former University of Georgia running back, now with in his rookie year, right his rookie year last year with the Broncos. Uh, we assisted him in reacquiring or actually acquiring his domain name. His name had been uh, cyber squatted. Uh, guy was looking for for money. We we figured on a on a trade, and we were able to get the name back. Um, we work with a handful of athletes. Some people we, we have names for already, and we, we just basically give it back to them. Others we work with uh, and try to help them acquire that first and last name dot com as, as much as possible. Yeah, that cyber squatting, that, as you mentioned, it, it's, it's interesting because I think some people are not aware of the fact that if you take just about any professional athlete out there and you search his name, uh, and it, as it relates to his sport, he'll probably come up 
number one on the search engines of, of Yahoo, Google, you know, you name it, it'll, it'll probably appear. And, and that's extremely valuable. And and so for for that reason, and I, I recall in my early consulting days of, of working with the company, uh, we helped design, we designed the first website for the Philadelphia Eagles. And as we went out to help them register uh, the domain name, somebody had already gotten it. And, and that person had access to it. And so I was, of course, at that time, was working with a guy by the name of Jeffrey Arbach and uh, not sure how they eventually obtained it, because I think we had to go to PhiladelphiaEagles.net because somebody yeah. else already had PhiladelphiaEagles.com or something sure. of that nature. Um, so so what you're saying to these guys is they should start as early as what age uh, when they're out there in terms of trying to protect their brand, because it's actually that name, which is a brand, becomes right. a brand. So how early should they try to register their names? Well, uh, as a as a domain name advocate, um, I personally, I mean, if, if if I was a parent of a of a of a of an athlete, whether it be sixth, seventh, eighth grade, they, you, they see you got some potential, you know, go grab that name as early as you can. I mean, you can get them for less than ten dollars nowadays, uh, because for the simple fact is, it is eventually going to be registered. Um, there are college athletes left and right. Uh, Look at the top five, or the the, the top guys that are going to be in the NBA draft this coming coming year. I guarantee you that ninety nine out of a hundred are taken. Well, let me ask you something, Tim. Let's say you're an athlete and you're you're a professional athlete. What do you think the value is if you can put a value on an athlete's website and his digital assets? Uh, is there a you know from the low end to high end? Is there a range of where, based upon your research, you've you've studied this and and you know that hey, if I I get the right athlete or pro- anybody a professional athlete, that there's a range of anywhere from you know zero to twenty million dollars of which they could create in terms of that digital space out there. R- sure, to their sure. Life. Well, uh, in terms of in dollars and cents, I mean, uh, there's so much so much you can do with a website. Um, from selling products to uh, sponsorships, with, and and also with with the first and last name dot com being being the ideal name that you want, the difference in between the dot com with the first and last name versus uh, you know John Smith twelve dot com, you're going to have people who are going to type in a, a domain and that are going to assume and expect that your website is going to be there, so you're already you're already getting that type in traffic that you wouldn't have to pay for, you wouldn't have to worry about uh, doing some search engine marketing to get, and uh, that would just drive from, uh, from the start of a career to the end of a career. Well, um, I, I'm, I'm hoping that there's a number of athletes, and I know we all try to listen to each other's show. One for sure is uh, Kwame Lasseter, and uh, he always uh, supports me. I support him, and, and we share information. And, and I know there are a lot of people that listen to Kwame's show that listen to mine. And some of them are young athletes coming up. Some of them are current athletes uh, that are in the game. Uh, but this information that we're sharing about athletes, and, and in particular, uh, athletes controlling their digital assets and their digital brand, uh, it's very important for them to do that. I will share this with you, and I don't know how much you, you know about this yourself as it relates to the, the CBA. I, I for one, uh, have always been one that's been concerned about the new CBA and addressing digital rights. Sure. And so could you speak to that from your perspective as to what you know about as it relates to a broadcast 
and and a digital broadcast a let's say a a photograph that is in a magazine and then that photograph is repurposed and then it's digitized and then it's it's sure. put out I, over the web i do, i mean i do have a a personal a personal example that i know of a player uh we were working with uh don bb uh former green bay packer buffalo bill carolina panthers uh, about a month ago and he wanted the digital rights to the, the Leon Lett play from the Super Bowl 27. And he had to pay an arm and a leg just to get that, the, just to get the, the replay dis, distribution or the digital rights to replay that on his website. Um, and, you know, same with, same with, you know, digital photography players, you know, various entities around the NFL own these, own these uh, photos other than the player. So, uh, you know there is there is some stuff that's going to be going down you know with the CBA and, and with with uh, owners versus players here in the next year that hopefully can get figured out and that makes both sides happy. Well, let me ask you something. Uh, you know, when it relates to um, the content, uh, that content in a television broadcast format as opposed to an online broadcast, aren't we talking about two different things? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, there's uh, you know the online. Uh, is something that can be, you know, saved, replayed over and over again. Um, that you can put on your site, kind of like what you guys are doing at Voice America. Okay, and so as it relates to uh, those players out there, I mean, just to educate those players out there, the NFL could have very easily have negotiated some broadcast rights with the television networks, uh, but. If they're talking about uh, a digital broadcast, an online broadcast, that's a whole different kind of conversation. Am I right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I, I don't think uh, I think because of because I of mean, the you speed. can't assume you can't assume that one owns your broadcast rights for television and and, and television. Right. Obviously, there's a difference because there's a broadcast rights for television. Then, right. but if you listen to a game on a radio, there are different people that are broadcasting that on radio, which lets you know that that now online broadcast. That, that's a complete different negotiations as well. Yeah, I mean, with the speed of, I mean, the last time there were labor negotiations and the speed of the Internet and things evolving, I mean, last time they, they had labor talks, Twitter was not around. Uh, and, and, and now more and more so, you know, the digital media online. So um, there's, a, there's a, lot to be, a lot to be discussed, that's for sure. Yeah, the Twitter wasn't around, and I and I believe I, I've heard some things, and we're going to get a little music here pretty soon, so I'll take us in the break. But I've heard some things that you know part of the reason why uh, the Twitter was disallowed was because of the fact that it was real time, and so there were people that were actually uh, you know in an area where they could report things uh, real time before the media who had who had obviously bought the rights uh, yep. could actually get it out there. So that's why there's. Uh, no Twitter, <laughs> you know, and and they certainly don't they don't want the players doing. It. I mean, there's Twitter after the effect, but there is a gap in in terms of the amount of time which you're allowed to to do that. So listen, uh, stay with me there, Tim. We're going to take a break again. We're going to come on the other side, and we're going to talk a little bit of football now, you know, and, and your Green Bay Packers. You're listening right. to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back after this break. Got it! 
to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely disagree especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference most valuable player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Yeah, we're on a world tour. That's exactly right. Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network is heard all over the world. Glad to be here today. Got my special guest with me. Of course, that's Tim Evans. And Tim is the owner and founder of Athlete Web Design. And you can find that again at athletewebdesign.com. And uh, we've been talking about a little bit of everything uh, because that's what, you know, that's, what I want people to know about athletes is this is not just, you know, who they are. It's what they do, and there's more to their life than just, you know, football and and basketball. And sometimes people want to know about it, but let's just can't we just you know can't we just stay on the positive side of things? So that's that's all I'm hoping. That's all I'm hoping for. You know, whatever they want to share with you in terms of their life, 
you know, let's go there. You know, these these reporters, as we talk about them, and I don't consider myself one of those. Uh, I'm just this is my show, and I get to bring it to you the way I want to bring it to you, and and uh, and so I I want to stay on the positive side of things. You can always just that glass is either half empty or half full. You make the decision. Is it half empty or is it half full? So you can go positive or you can go negative, and we're going to go positive. But going positive, I want to talk a little football now because there, there are some things that's happening in the league. I, I got to start with what's near and dear to my heart in the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, today, possibly, uh, it, it's you know the last day. I believe it's maybe a done deal by now. But I think Brian Westbrook is out of Philadelphia. So, uh, hey, I, I know the fact that, uh, Tim, again, that NFC is uh, – uh, that conference is something of which interesting to you because you're a Packer fan. But uh, Brian Westbrook, man, uh, you got any opinions about him as a back? I mean, I don't, I don't think you guys could use him there, but uh, concussions was something that uh, that concerned him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, as you say, I think I don't, I don't think we need a, uh, a running back at Green Bay uh, with uh, with Ryan Grant. But yeah, he uh, Westbrook had sure the concussions going on this year, and uh, I know he still wants to play. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what what happens. Yeah, it, and and even so, uh, you know, we're talking about the, the the world of which you and I live in, and that's this online space. You know, I'm going to see if I can find in, if, if Brian has anything out there where he is uh, engaged with the fans out there and the media out there, and giving it to you from his perspective to let you know if he indeed wants to continue to play. And I believe he does. I know concussions uh, are concerned, and the Eagles were somewhat concerned. Uh, but again, Brian, you know, very, very, very good running back. Uh, durability became a question. The guys are bigger, stronger, faster, hitting harder. Punishment takes its toll, and uh, just not, um, you know, someone that the Eagles can use. So here again, we find ourselves where the team no longer had you have no value to that team. So you find yourself displaced, looking for employment. Uh, but again, he could use this digital space. Uh, to bring people up to date as to what's going on in his life. Another guy, LT. Uh, some people think LT is, and it's LaDainian Tomlinson, right. is a first uh, ballot Hall of Famer uh, if if he chooses to continue to play or not. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, it's uh, interesting where, uh, you know, a legend uh, of San Diego, uh, they, they decided to let him go. Um, you know, he's, he he still wants to play and uh, wants a wants a team that's going to run the ball. And I heard you know heard today he's only only really wants to play with a contender. And I don't, I don't blame him. Uh, but then a, a lot of contenders are 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 mainly uh, you know, a lot of them are pass 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 first run second team. So I don't know if that I don't know if that's going to be something that LT is going to want. Well, for me, I, I would I would tend to believe that there, there's a there's a little chink in his armor. When it comes to a first ballot Hall of Famer, and I guess I, I'm, you know, I'm kind of partial to those first ballot Hall of Famers. Period, because I was I was born and raised in Canton, Ohio, and used to look out outside of my high school window every day, and I could see the Pro Football Hall of Fame because it was on our high school campus. So I'm not just willing to let anybody in there. And I think many times athletes are judged by there's one adjective that's always attached to the great ones, and that's that's courageous. And and I'm just not sure that when it came to that AFC championship game a few years ago, that he was willing to put everything he could on the line. Because after all, he's trying to find himself on a contender when he indeed was right there. And the Super Bowl was one game away from them. 
and he didn't go back into the game. I mean, we need to see you limp off or get carried off to know that you gave the game everything you had in that particular case. And, and he didn't. And because of that, boy, I, I'm, I'm really not sure that I, he's a first-time ballot. The statistics may show something, but there's something sometimes statistics just don't – it's not there. You can't see it, you know. And no, I agree. I agree. I mean, you got uh, – you know, look at, look at a few weeks ago when – any other quarterback in the league that got hit as many times as he did, like like Favre in, in that NFC Championship game, where his ankle, any other quarterback probably would have been out the rest of the game, where Favre just told him, tape, tape it up, I'm back in there. That's exa- And here's the thing about it. Brett knew that there was no guarantee that he would find himself in that same position again. And right. I believe that's what Ladanian was thinking about. Hey, this is late in my career. I've only got so many years to play, but... But, and this is the key, but you're here now. So you may not ever get here again. So you need to give it everything you've got. And we all need to know that you gave it everything that you had to give in order for you to try at least. I mean, because you got to think about it. I always say it's just for that person to be on the field. You've got to, you know, hold him accountable. Somebody's got to be making sure they're paying attention to that guy because if he's 100% healthy, we know what he can do. But he can probably hurt us at 50 or 75%, and we don't know to what degree he's hurt. So we've got to, you know, have a person, you know, account for him on the right. field. So just right. just from a, a preparation perspective and, and having a person pay attention to him, I think he took something away from his their ability to win that game by just, man, if he could just hop out on that field, you never know. So... So that being the case, uh, I, I just and and the Danian, you know, I think other teams are going to look at that. I think other teams are going to look at that, and we're going to need him at crunch time. And is he going to be willing to play with that pain in crunch time? That's a question mark. Right, right, and and you know how many how many teams are going to want to bring on a veteran running back that you know, only has you know maybe two good years left, three good years at the most. And that's that's a big question. I, I just uh, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I, I don't know who's going to want to do that, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you that there's a guy out there who I don't know why. What money? Here's the thing. I, here's what I think some people. I think they fail to realize is that when a team doesn't want to invest the money in a player, regardless of what the period of time is, the money is already there. It's accounted for. And and if he is your superstar player. And you need that superstar player. It's like a couple, like last week, I believe it was, here in Phoenix, they were considering at least the buzz was that perhaps maybe Amari Stoudemire was going to be traded from the Phoenix Suns. And I'm thinking to myself, listen, how can you be a competitor as an owner right. and you want to trade your best player? Sure. I, I just don't, I don't agree. You, you try to build around that best player, but you don't trade that best player because there's nothing else you can get out there to improve your team more than you can if you keep this best player and and try to build around that player. So with that saying, Julius Peppers, I mean, wow. Why not make the investment, bite the bullet? It's within the cap. The money's there. you got to spend it anyway. Why not go ahead and give it to him? I mean, why say, oh, okay, well, we're giving one person $20 million. He's worth it. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that that's what's been going on with him for the last two years. It, exactly. But, I mean, why not? If you really want to try to go for it again, why not? Because if you don't, then that tells me, okay, if, if you don't and you spend of the allocated $20 million that could have went to him, and you only spend 10 or 15 of it, 
then you pocketed that other five million. So are you really trying to win based upon the fact that this, again, is already approved within the cap? It was well, an uncapped year, so you can spend whatever you want to. But when right. you, and so that proves to me right there, maybe they don't want to win. Right. They, they, they don't want to win. If $20 million is his number and you don't want to spend that because putting a franchise tag on it between now and the fifth, uh, wow, do you really want to win? So as a fan out there, and you guys think about that, if you if that was it happening in Green Bay, which is a, a, a owned by the fans, it's a public owned company. Has that ever been the problem with Green Bay since you've been following the team spending well, money? I mean, they've they've had they've done the franchise tag on, on a few players over the years. Uh, two years ago, they they, they franchised uh, nose tackle Corey Williams, and then uh, the Browns picked them up after that. Uh, this year, they're contemplating on what what they're going to do with. Uh, defensive end Aaron Campman. Some say he can't play in a three-four. Uh, my opinion, he needs to give him the benefit of the doubt for the last seven years. I mean, a two-time Pro Bowler, bring him back at least, give, give him a one, one-year contract. Give him if 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 uh, he wants to do that and uh, give him another shot. Otherwise, there's going to be some other teams out there, four threes that are going to be that are going to want his services as well. Well, uh, speaking of free agency, I mean, wow. The free agency tag should be after the Green Bay Packers. It should say free agency because a good friend of mine, God bless his soul, Reggie White. That's right. I, I mean, that's that's really where it all started, you know. And uh, Reggie came there, and 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 I see Julius Peppers as kind of like the Reggie White. I mean, I remember when you guys won the Super Bowl, it was like it was second and whatever, and then all of a sudden it was third and whatever. And Reggie stepped up both times, two sacks in a row. Right. I, I mean, that, two or three guys on him, right? And, yep. and and that's that's what you pay the big money for. And and I think if anybody's out there that needs a pass rusher, again, I'm back to Philadelphia. You know, hey, Julius Peppers is out there. I just for the, for me, just looking at the Jaguars, I just don't see how they could let this guy go, and and let and it could cost them more money. You know, if they really wanted, they but they could have retained him for for twenty. Um, but I think right. he's gone. Um, I don't know if he's going to end up in Philadelphia, but, you know, he is at the top. What, what, there's two other guys that are out there anywhere near him in terms of sacks over the past few years. That's uh, Freeney and, uh, and and one other person out there, you know, and that's uh, uh, oh, the big fella used to play for the Dolphins for so many years and finds himself back there, Jason, uh, Jason Taylor. Taylor, sure. You yeah. know, so, but other than that, I mean, those are the guys out there. I mean, there's not going to be uh, any more $100 million guys out there. You know, like the guy right. in, in, in Washington. But certainly, um, I thought that the Jaguars would step up. But but they didn't. So, uh, well, you guys could use, I mean, come on. I mean, you you may you got the one guy's doing pretty good. But uh, I don't think, Jason, that wouldn't be too bad if uh, if he found himself up there. If uh, oh, Julius yeah, was in Green Bay, that'd help <laughs> that'd, you guys out. That'd be good. We're going to take a break. We got some music. So we're going to take a break. And we're going to finish the last segment. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice American Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I'll be right back. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. 
We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports okay we're back you're listening to rail of sports on the voice america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters and uh been talking for the last uh oh, 45 minutes or so with uh, tim evans and uh, Tim, of course, is from Athlete Web Design. You can find them at athletewebdesign.com. I think the name speaks for itself. And I think Tim speaks for, uh, we talked about just a little bit about the Green Bay Packers. So uh, let me just ask you, Tim, the Packers, Brett's been gone for a couple years now. Have you guys gotten over the fact that he's gone? Have you moved beyond? And are you happy with the team and the quarterback you got now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I guarantee you one thing: that uh, that first down play in overtime against uh, the Cardinals down there. Yes. Uh, I bet Aaron. There's not a night that goes by this off season that Aaron Rodgers is not going to remember uh, Greg Jennings being wide open down the seam down uh, on that first down play. But uh, yeah, I mean. In the transition, in the beginning, sure, there was some animosity, 50-50 between, you know, I want Favre, I want Rodgers. Now, after two years and seeing what, what Aaron has done in the league, you're looking at probably 90-10 um, uh, is on, on you know, Rodgers being the guy versus, you know, 
staying afar type thing. Well, I think, you know, one thing about it is it's, you know, it's spilled milk. There's nothing you can do about it. Wipe it up and move on, you know, go right, buy right. another carton, you know. And so uh, Aaron Rodgers and, and that play that's going to play over in Aaron's head. That's exactly where I was going with the Ladanian Thompson, the Ladanian Thompson. It's like, wow, if I could do that over again. Ladania may think back over again, you know, wow, could I have played or should I have tried to play at least because he he never knows now and and he may never get there again, you know, because I I, the contenders that are out there, I just don't see where they need him, uh, you know, in order to get to that next level. I just, you know, uh, he's a good player uh, and he has something to add. But for me, with the exception of it's the head injury. I just like Westbrook better than I do him at this time in their career. So if I if I had the two available, I'd take Westbrook, you know. Um but but certainly I when you when you talk about the Green Bay Packers and, and moving on, that's see that's something that that players are accustomed to having to do all the time. They they when for some reason or another situation presents itself that you have to move on, you gotta put on that other uniform and instantly you now are loyal to that team. And and I think the fans sometimes th- there is a little loyalty there with the fans. Uh, they like that the former players, or in this case, it's Brett Favre. You right. know, of course they they you know they like him. But when Brett comes into that stadium, no, right? There's right. no way. Yeah, that's that's how it was back uh, back in November when when they came back to uh, to Green Bay Vikings or Minnesota at Green Bay, and I I remember telling myself thinking, okay, I'm, I've been a Favre fan. I can remember I was in. Shoot, I was in eighth grade in 1992 when he started, or he came in for Don Mikowski against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. So it's been, uh, you know, 16 plus years of watching number four, and and then things change and you move on. Well, you, you mentioned uh, a couple players there, and, and one of them is uh, a running back you got there, and I think it's number 25 there, Ryan Grant. I know Ryan's got a, a background in, in information technology. I've done a little research on him. Uh, what do you think about the running game? I mean, he he came on pretty strong, and uh, you you think he'll come back full force next year? Yeah, and yeah, I think uh, I mean for for his uh, for a running back, Ryan Grant. Uh, you know, some guys you know they say they don't, he he doesn't have the fantasy numbers, but if you take a look at his stats this past year, I think he was a seventh rated running back uh, rushing yards. Yeah, I like Ryan. I like him. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he. Uh, he had a big season in 07 uh, when Green Bay went to the NFC Championship game towards uh, the second half when he, when he became the, the starter. was injured in 08, and uh, this past year uh, had, a, had a really good season. Kind of flew under the radar, I think, because you got the other the, the big names out there uh, doing their thing every week. But uh, Ryan Grant, uh, still a top-10 running back. Yeah, I like Ryan a lot, and I think – and that's what – I mean, you guys have – there's a, a piece here and there that's missing, and what really concerns me is – uh, what's going to happen with Al Harris? Yeah, Al Harris, in, in my mind, no doubt about it, I think one one of the best guys to ever play corner in the NFL. I mean, if there if you can call it a shutdown corner, I think he he had that kind of confidence in himself that he didn't care who it was. Of course, we all know the the, the championship game against the Giants and he and Plaxico went at each other. But but one of the most confident young men to play the game, and I'm a fan of Al. So you heard anything about his injury? How's he recuperating? Yeah, no, I. I know he's he's uh, getting you know he he said he's going to be back in action for training camp. Uh, I haven't heard anything recently. I know him and him and Aaron Campman both had the same surgery because they were both ACLs. Uh, but it's it's something. The defensive back position. I mean, you got you got Charles Woodson, you got Al Harris in Green Bay. They're both getting up there in age. 
so that's going to be a, a spot of need. Uh, you know, you draft draft for talent and the best position, you know, best player available type thing. But Green Bay does need some cornerbacks. Well, uh, I tell you what, and and you're right, and their cornerbacks are getting they're getting older and they're playing a young man's game, but they're damn good. I mean, wow, man, they're, they're yeah. They, I tell you what, I mean, they sure missed him. They sure missed him in that uh, first-round wild-card game against Kurt Warner. Man, he just torched up that backfield. Well, <laughs> Kurt, and Kurt's done that against a lot of people, you know, so so don't feel so so bad about sure. that. But, but, but in the division, of course, you know, you, know, you, got, you, you got some chances there in your division, certainly. You know, it, you, you just got to continue to uh, – that hurdle of Minnesota, that's going to continue to be something where I think you guys are going to find that a problem again next year. Detroit, I think Detroit's going to be a few years away before you yep, guys yeah, yeah, worry about yep. that. Uh, the the Bears, um, I don't know. You know, perhaps maybe uh, they, a player or two, and uh, Jay Cutler may be a different ball player next year. You, you foresee any problems uh, taking care of Chicago next year? Well, I mean, being here in Chicago and listening to uh, you know top, former Bear Tom Waddle on the radio every day, I mean, you know, it's all bear talk up here, but uh, they got Mike Martz is their new offensive that's coordinator. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, you might have the greatest greatest show on turf or on on grass next year. Excuse me, uh, with with Jake Cutler. Uh, but in order for that to happen, uh, he's going to need more more than uh, six foot receivers out there. Okay, I'm going to throw a name out there. Okay, the names out there is floating around. Could Tio find himself in Chicago? Uh, I would think I would like to think he would, but they brought. Uh, I, I've heard the name brought up, and they're like, "No way, we don't want him in there." I mean, okay, so okay, so Mike got an old, you know, wily veteran out there, you know, Tory Holt. Could Tory find himself there? I, I mean, a lot of these veterans, T.O. Tory Holt. I mean, if if the Bears want to spend the money, possibly Bolden, who you know wants want might want some place somewhere else to be to be, but. The Bears are notorious for not spending money. Well, you know, Dez does a show here, so maybe you ought to call back and, and try to get some information on him so you can t- tell the guys up in Green Bay what to look out for. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just not so sure that uh, uh, the Bears may surprise you guys this year. I mean, it's an uncapped year, so, you know. The, oh, sure. So sure. They, they may spend a little more than they've spent in the past. Uh, Lovey, he got a chance to taste that Super Bowl victory. He was close to it, but he didn't get it. Uh, maybe wants to get back there and and win it because you know you don't get a lot of time in the NFL. You know, not for long is the name of the league. You know, and uh, I think uh, his their patience may be running thin with him even there. I mean, is this uh, you think this is a year to produce or to pack your bags in Chicago for for Lovey? Well, I mean, they talked about it last year about uh, if 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 they didn't end on a better note, which you know they they won a few games. And uh, I think because of the CBA and the players and owners um, and, it, and it being this type of in-transition year, that's why they didn't want to pay two coaches. Wow. Uh, hey, Tim, I, I hate to do this, man, but we got to end on that note. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Hey, if you need a website, an athlete, and you need a website, why or anybody, why don't you check out athletewebdesign.com. Ask for Tim Evans. He'll take care of you. Tell him Rail has sent you. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm at Finney's Living Like It Matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Let me take it to the Queen side. I'm taking it to Brooklyn side. All the residential questions to invade the air. Hold up for a second, son. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.